Welcome to the Organic Matrix. And today's guest is extremely special, and this is going to be a very exciting conversation. If you're interested in light healing, and if you're interested in technology that can support illnesses like HIV, Ebola, herpes, hepatitis, this is the man you need to hear. Tom Palladino is a founder is the founder of Secular Light Technology, a guaranteed fast, harmless, and treatment process that has successfully healed patients with quantum illnesses like HIV, Ebola, and herpes, and the other illnesses we mentioned. He has spent decades researching and perfecting secular light technology and has helped thousands of people in the process by just using their photos. Welcome, Tom. Welcome to the Organic Matrix. Where are you from? Hi, Samantha. I'm from Florida. I'm calling in from Florida. Thank you for the intro. Thank you for this opportunity. It's an honor. What inspired you to investigate light healing? This is a new science. Uh, scalar energy is not electricity. If you ask most scientists about energy, they'll refer to the electromagnetic spectrum. Well, that's that's accurate in some cases. There's another spectrum of energy, scalar energy, what some people from other cultures call prana or chi or consciousness or uh, om. I work with that other energy, scalar energy. And why did I get into this? Because I see the prospect, I see the potential. When you're working with a fundamental force, light energy is a fundamental force, then you can achieve so much with that fundamental force. And so what I'm trying to, uh, if you will, instill is there's another energy, scalar energy. Some people call it chi or Tesla energy. And it can do a lot more than that of electricity. It's much more versatile than that of electricity. How did you get introduced to this energy? How did you find this? Yeah. I read about Nikola Tesla when I was young. At a young age, I understood that Nikola Tesla, the great scientist, was working with scalar energy. And by the way, that's one of the reasons we've never duplicated his work. You cannot duplicate Tesla's work unless you were scalar energy instruments. We don't have scalar energy instruments today, so we cannot duplicate his work. But the, the long and short of it is I read about Tesla. I knew that he was on to something. He was an incredible genius. And he devoted the latter part of his life to what he called radiant energy. Radiant energy, what we call today scalar energy. How does Tesla's scalar energy used for healing when i am operating a scalar energy instrument and i have scalar energy instruments we can heal because we can construct matter we can rearrange matter so what do i mean scalar energy will look at a person will understand that a person's made out of certain types of elements and say proteins and then rearrange those elements into a vitamin so if i were to send scalar energy into myself. I could rearrange the elements and the proteins in my body to form a nutrient, an, an antioxidant, perhaps a fatty acid, perhaps a mineral, a phytochemical. So by sending information into my body, I can instruct my body to be a factory, if you will, an assembly line, if you will, for micronutrients. So I don't have to eat those micronutrients or swallow or, 
or take some type of protein shake, I can actually create nutrients in my body by way of light energy. That, uh, a few things started popping into my mind. Sun eating is one of them. Yes. Uh, frequency healing of like tuning forks and alchemy. Yes, it is alchemy. Very good. <clears throat> yes, it is. Now, what am I doing? Well, let's say this is hydrogen and oxygen. We have plenty of hydrogen and oxygen in the atmosphere as well as in our bodies. And then we want to construct that hydrogen and oxygen and carbon and, and nitrogen and different types of molecular structures. And what do we have? The B-complex vitamins, or we rearrange the elements into vitamin C, or we rearrange the elements into, say, uh, resveratrol or an amino acid. So by sending instructions into a person or an animal, we can create create vitamins, minerals, antioxidants. I see pieces in the research that I've done. And, and it's like, this is the Pangea moment for me. And for example, <laughs> breath work, right? How we breathe can literally create antioxidants in our body. It's like what you're yeah. saying is like my research yeah. is validating it. And then what's crazy about that is when we think about ourselves, ourselves in a cellular level, a lot of us don't realize that there's negative and positive charged ions that are in charge of our DNA functioning at its yeah. actual potential. And that aging is a choice because it has to do with the toxins and free radicals that are polluting us on a cellular level. Yeah. So I love that you're bringing this practice to awareness because people are so obsessed with staying young and being alive forever, but and they don't realize that it has to do with the antioxidants. And that's like the number one remedy. Like if you don't want to age, start giving your cells what they need. Can you tell yes. us how these instruments work and how your practice looks like? The instruments, photographs of the instruments are on my website. They're custom-built instruments that's modeled off two inventors, Tessa and Hieronymus. Tessa and Hieronymus were two scalar energy inventors. And in many ways, I copied their work, and I work with a brilliant engineer today. So these custom-built instruments do control the energy spectrum of scalar energy. Now, that's a feat in and of itself. So we've not only defined a second energy, but we have instruments that control that other energy. So these, these instruments are, if you will, a foray into this new branch of physics. Mm -hmm. This is a new branch of physics. Now, how do they work? They're instructional. The energy, scalar energy is non-physical. It has no mass. It's pure instruction. I believe it's a divine energy, divine intelligence. So if, it, if this is divine intelligence, all you have to do is instruct divine intelligence. And when I send this divine intelligence into a person, I tell that divine intelligence to create minerals, antioxidants, phytochemicals, fatty acids, other types of nutrients. And it works. It works because I control this intelligence. Scalar energy instruments allow me to control the intelligence of the universe. That reminds me of Solomon's ring. If anyone, like if any of our Matrix members watch like Ancient Aliens, then you know my frame of thought. Like when we look at historical texts and religious texts of these amazing technologies, and I, I just look at the semantics as what it is, like the, the words they had at the time. Yeah. And it makes me think, what if this Solomon's ring was secular energy technology? Because yeah. he's able to use the 
the jinn and the, the you know spirits around him to give them instructions and it also reminds me of david um and his partnership with our creator and the reason i bring this up is because i think these stories in religion give us perspective on the capacities that we have with the consciousness and energies around us even if we think about like the pyramids in egypt i personally think the technology you're mentioning is a big contributor to their society and culture because they had a way of using frequency to manipulate their environment and if we think about it on a quantum level like you're saying this is a fundamental thing that makes sense this is and yes Yes, energy is fundamental. Everything, creation follows energy. So the first cause, the cause, energy, light, will result in creation. Here's a for instance. Scalar energy is a double helix. It looks like a coil, a double helix. Like our DNA? Yeah, it's the cause of our DNA. So if you look at a scalar wave, the exact ratios that you find in a scalar wave are the same identical ratios you find in human DNA. So what is DNA? It's standing, it's an ongoing scalar wave. Our DNA is a standing wave of scalar energy. It's divine intelligence. We're all created by the divinity, the divine one, by God. We have the divinity within us. We have the divine light within us. For you to say that our DNA is secular energy really opens up Pandora's box for me. Like right before our interview, I was speaking to an amazing woman. Her name is Dana, and she was sharing her spiritual experience with me. And she was talking about like how she got she got her whole thyroid removed, like the Mm -hmm. whole thing. And she was on all these medications and she told her doctor that I'm going to regrow my thyroid. I'm going to put myself in alignment. And I don't want to take these medications anymore. She managed to wane herself off of medications for mm-hmm. years now. And she has no medical issues regarding like her thyroid. Her doctors warned her and said, you can get into a coma any minute. She trusts her in- intuition. She said that she probably didn't regrow it, but her body is functioning at mm-hmm. optimal health compared to the state she was in with the help of the doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, and if our DNA, our DNA is secular energy, it makes sense why antioxidants are so important. It makes sense why music yes. is so healing. Yes. yes. It makes sense yeah. how she was able to program her body to create homeostasis with the lack yes. of this tool that we have here. Yeah, it's the steady state. Scalar energy is the cause of nature. And if you go back to the cause, you have homeostasis. You have perfect homeostasis. It is the perfect steady state. If you want perfection, go back to the cause. Go back to scalar energy. It's from God. It's from Jesus. It's God's energy. You you can't get any better than this. And this is what Tesla saw. Tesla saw that this energy provided fundamental control over nature. When I say I can have fundamental control and create resveratrol, I can do that with light. I don't, I don't need a potion. I don't need any type of protein shake. I don't need a food intake. I, I do so by way of instructions. It's, it's fundamental. When you work with, with nature at its very core, at its, at its very fundament, at, at, at that level, at that primal force, you can do anything. The Tao, 
nature's law that everything is so it's so interesting how everything mirrors each other like we're in a universe of mirrors because we could look at almost every aspect of nature repeats itself right like how we could see the flower of life and like almost every structure um how we could look at the culture of like ants and related to our governments we how we could look at how our cells delegate tasks to their organelles and how we do that in our culture it's like uh one of those russian dolls <laughs> that you open it it's like the same one yes. um how how does it's a your fractal. yes how how did how did <clears throat> what how old were you when you started experiencing the curiosity I was, about i was eight or nine years of age i've always been inquisitive I, god gave me the spirit of, of mysticism i i can ab abstract i can understand i can see esoteric principles and understand how they operate so i had the gift of mysticism the gift of abstraction so when i was reading about tessa at a young age it was simple i knew he wasn't working with electricity and to this day, I don't know why people are mystified. I mean, you look at his work, especially later in his life, his instruments were wireless. There were no wires. There was no power station. So where is he getting the energy from? From the sun and the stars. Yeah, it's, it, you know, early in his career, he's working on AC electricity. There were wires. Later in his career, there's no wires. There's no substation. There's no generator. There's no armature. What's he doing? He's he's capturing energy from the sun and the stars. There's so many questions, and I want I want to be able to translate this amazing information into something that our audience can grasp because it's just so so vast, so much opportunity. I'm curious about how we can use. Exactly. Like, how does a practice look like if someone were to come to your practice, they're brand new? What does that look like? Sure. Um, now, keep in mind, this is not electricity or magnetism. So people will email me a photograph. What's a photograph? It's my bilocated version. This photograph is alive in the scalar energy realm. A lot of people say, well, that's just a photograph. No, it carries energy. It's energetically alive. I don't work with people. I work with photographs of people. A photograph mimics me. A photograph is my bilocated version. And once we understand this science that the photograph receives the energy and the photograph responds because the photograph is the duplicate of me, then we understand scalar energy. Because I can be in two places at once with a scalar energy paradigm. So people email me photographs and I send information into the photograph to create an antioxidant, to create a phytochemical, to create a mineral, to create some type of a, a, a plant chemical, if you will, producing sound nutritional health. Now, what do I like about working with light? Well, from head to toe, my body experiences scalar light. So from head to toe, my body is creating nutrients. I don't have to rely upon the bloodstream. It's created inside each cell. It's the perfect way to deliver a nutrient by way of light from head to toe in each cell of the human body. So how how do you do this with the photograph? I'm so I'm so interested. Yeah. Okay. 
Everything is by way of photographs, so I don't have to guess. So there's no guessing. This is a photograph, right, of vitamin B2, riboflu. That's, I didn't know it had that many spectrums of colors. So I work with photographs of nutrients. If I were to place this photograph of a nutrient right next to my photograph, the two energy fields would combine. Riboflavin would combine and communicate with my energy field. So if I want to create riboflavin, I take a photograph of riboflavin, place it in the environment, in the scalar energy instrument next to my photograph. The two energy fields communicate and riboflavin will communicate in my energy field and I will start to create riboflavin. Even like if your photographs are touching and they're like in a, they're miles away? I have to put the two photographs within the scalar energy instrument. So I have a scalar energy instrument in which I can place these photographs close, closely together, touching one another in that environment. And as long as these two paradigms are touching one another, they're energetic paradigms, they start to share information. And my body then will start to create riboflavin. Now, why do I do it with photographs? There's no mistake with a photograph. There's no human interpretation. So I'm telling my instrument to look at this molecular structure of riboflavin and then recreate it inside of me. Now we're having a discussion by Zoom. You're not in my computer. It's your image in my computer. I'm in Florida. I'm not in your, I, I don't exist in your computer. My image is in your computer. So we can share information by our images and our voice can transmit through the computer then we can share images in a scalar energy instrument and we can communicate in a scalar energy instrument. How, how so does this Samantha start? is the, the riboflavin and, and I am uh, conversing with you, then we can converse by way of Zoom or we can converse by way of riboflavin and my photographs. So how do, is this instrument, is it like a projector? Like, is it, is it like a... Uh, it's simply the presence. I call it the presence of God. Because once you're in a scalar energy environment, it's a different physics. Mm. So within, it's, it's an instrument. And I actually have to place inside the instrument the photographs. You'll see it on my website. And once a photograph is placed inside that dimension, you, you're in a different physics. It's not electromagnetic energy. So my photograph transcends time and space. So regardless whether where I live in the world or I could be on the moon, my photograph will be treated. My predecessor, Galen Hieronymus, treated the Apollo 11 astronauts by way of their photograph. Well, obviously, the, the astronauts were on the moon. What was he treating? He was treating their energetic copy on a photograph. Is this like secret knowledge? Like, I feel like things like this it, is like... It's suppressed. My predecessor was working with NASA, and they were interested, very interested in this work. The U.S. government was interested in this work. But recently, you know, with, with the corruption of government, the corruptions of, of the federal government in the United States, and, and you know, the bribes and, and, and all the, 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 uh, the dishonesty, it, it's no longer considered 
a valid topic by the United States government, even though he received a U.S. patent at one time. The United States government awarded, you know, well, the, that, that really speaks to the point that the U.S. government was probably much more honest uh, 60, 70, 80 years ago. I, and I wonder, they're probably using this technology like freely in their own privacy because I can't imagine America waiting for another country to start using it first, especially when they're trying to race against who can go green first. Yeah, I, I would hope so. But you have to keep in mind you know, the green revolution. I'm all for it. But there's a lot of politics behind that. And Too many. It, it's, yeah, it's a shame. And, and it's. I, if you just had that ideation, that'd be fine. But the, you know, once again, the, the waters are being muddied. Um, it's it's very political, and it's there's a lot of bribes and there's a lot of dishonesty. Absolutely, and that's why we're over here fighting for the truth. Yes, yes we are. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You know, I, I I don't like to bring that that seedy element into the podcast, but I, I have to be very candid. This mm-hmm. technology will change the world. And there have been inventors, scientists who've controlled this energy. And they, we've presented this to, to the powers that be, but it's shunned, it's suppressed. So I'll let your audience come to the conclusion why this is shunned and suppressed. It makes so much sense to me how this energy works. Is, is there a way that, so with the photograph, does the, the energy adjust itself yes. to replicate? It has, it has an inbuilt intelligence. This is what people have such a tough time. You know, with a computer, you have to program a computer. With the universe, you don't com- program the universe. God is the programmer. So this is not artificial intelligence. This is God's intelligence. And it's far superior to artificial intelligence. And you know, I'm not, in no way do I uh, dissuade anybody from computer engineering and, and, and from the artificial intelligence we have today, but it's nothing to compare to God's intelligence. I absolutely agree with that. I, in, uh, my, in my belief, from what I've witnessed and studied, it seems like man is in an endless competition with God for no reason. Like we have, I, this secular energy sounds like what God described as manna in the early Bible, how he was gifting yes. us all of the nutrients all the antioxidants. Yes. This is make you live forever. Yeah. Why would God give us manna? It proved to be junk food. It wasn't. It was, it was nutrient dense. It like was an elixir. And so what you're describing sounds exactly like manna and the way that they lost it was they kept going down into the city. They kept eating the junk there, eating the non-kosher food. And God's like, you're going to lose this. You're going to you're not going to lose it. I'm not in the way that I'm not going to take it away from you. But you guys are going to lose in touch with what this is. And you're you're right. We have to go back to nature. Yeah. And it makes sense because even like we wear shoes today. But if we walk outside barefoot just for a couple of minutes, it neutralizes all of almost all of the free radicals in our bodies just from touching the earth. So yes, I, I love works. this. Earthing works. I can I can do that on a regular basis. I live in Florida. Earthing works. If you if you have a a, a backyard that's that's safe and you can walk barefoot, do so. So this is like the ultimate biohacking. Like for example, I'm into holistic health, and I have an endless cabinet of like herbs with antioxidants. I have a Kangen water machine. It creates hydro, um, hydrogen rich water. But when I look at all the antioxidants that I'm taking, 
And then I'm introduced to your light work and I'm introduced to breath work. We really don't need all of those fancy things because what we're looking for, these micronutrients, is can be recreated in the body with the methods you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Now, how can we I, take this uh, practice home? Yeah, uh, our website offers 15 days of free sessions <clears throat> to anybody. So scalarlight.com. I want to introduce this to the world. I'm, I'm willing and ready to introduce this to everybody in the world and provide free sessions to everybody in the world. Now, um, you get this. Congratulations. You understand how profound this is because we're working at the wheel work of nature. Mm-hmm. This is the this is the very control tower of nature. Okay, It's the cause of, of, if you will, information. Well, we've had great success also, Samantha. We can take these instruments, we can look at the molecular structure of a microbe and break it apart. So every microbe has a molecular bond, something that holds together the microbe, the germ. And if you negate the molecular bond, a covalent bond, a hydrogen bond, the germ, the microbe falls apart. Well, if you can break apart the herpes virus, the herpes virus ceases to exist. Now, how do I do that? <clears throat> Once again, I go to photographs. I always use photographs. Photograph is a source of light. It's the perfect definition. How do I define the herpes virus? With the photograph. I take a photograph of the herpes virus. I place it in my instrument next to my photograph. So what am I getting at? These two energy fields, they're photographs, obviously. My scalar energy force field communicates with the scalar energy force field of herpes. Now, this is not an electromagnetic process. It's a scalar process. And so these two force fields communicate. If I have herpes in my body, the energy will look for herpes. Scalar energy will look for herpes in my body, my quantum field, and destroy it. How do I instruct this instrument? I instruct it with a photograph of the herpes virus to look for a presence or a signature of herpes in my body and destroy it. The way we effectuate this is not biologically, it's by way of energy. And the interface is always a photograph of a person or a photograph of a microbe. I don't work biologically. I work with information. So the information of herpes is downloaded into my information field. And by way of information or prana or chi or ohm, we can identify the herpes virus and destroy it. This makes so much sense to me on so many levels. And because what I think about is uh, that's exactly how vaccines work. Like that's exactly how this MR. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. RNA vaccine that we're like practically GMOs now, like genetically modifying our DNA, which I I think personally is 
taking too much away from nature. I would leave it at that. Like, yeah, it's you know, it's man-made food. GMO is is, is not good. Yeah, uh, and the, the recent program with vaccination, people are going to rethink that. And I, I, uh, this is not the opportunity that I want to speak about that. But go on. Thank you. I, I'm I'm right there with you. I know how. I'm pretty sure you and I align on our perspectives on it, and I'm gonna like spare the audience the yeah. shock. But um, when we when, so the way that we teach the body how to fight disease, right? We get we we used to give ourselves a dead or altered pathogen so that our T cells can identify what it's structured as, so that it can target it. And so this this method that you have makes so much sense to me because you're telling the body in its own language. That the problem is our language has, is nowhere near the language of our bodies. Our whole bodies, we we speak with light. Our hormones are activated by serotonin and melatonin with light, with energy. Our hormones are activated by energy, pheromones, things that we can't see. Um, these molecular structures that we can't see touch our brains, touch our noses, touch our nervous systems. And so when we can communicate with the body, because we're distracted with so much stress too. That's another reason why we depend on so many outside forces for our healing. Because we're so distracted, a lot of times we would get stress, anxiety, and think that it's something mental. And we'll look for a a medication like a Xanax maybe to calm down. But in reality, if we were to hone into the body, maybe we have to use the bathroom. It could be that easy. Maybe Uh. we're thirsty. Maybe we're hungry. Maybe we're lacking a nutrient. And our body's feeling depleted, or maybe we're like low in dopamine because we took advantage of a vice of ours. And so when we have the ability to communicate with the body in the way that it's meant to communicate, it's usually pictures, like you said, it's structures. And if we could tell our bodies, this is the structure, now we need to adjust with it, or here are T cells, this is the target. That's a whole nother relationship with our bodies that could change the whole game all of us are living as zombies because we're not satisfying our true hungers so yes. yeah so this makes so much sense to me yeah, on bravo, our it, it does and why why can we make why do i make these statements i work with an energy that has infinite intelligence mm-hmm. and if you're working with an energy that has infinite intelligence it has that infinite capability and that's why I can do this. And this is why Nikola Tessa, a hundred years ago, could achieve what he achieved. And my predecessor, Hieronymus, you cannot achieve this with electricity. This is not electricity. Ooh, I would love to ask, what is the difference between electricity and secular energy? <clears throat> okay, I'm, I'm going to use my hands. This is a double helix. Scalar mm-hmm. energy is a double helix. When the helix unbinds and one if you will, <clears throat> one component then becomes electricity, another component becomes magnetism. And these two, electrical field and the magnetic field, are now, if you will, perpendicular to one another. So they're they're opposed to one another. This is entropy, this is death. If you refashion, if you realign that, it goes back to a double helix in which it does not oppose it itself. So you have one energy that is coherent and another energy, electricity and magnetism, that is incoherent. And it just, one will, the scalar wave, the double helix, in a topological sense, will will break down and become electricity and magnetism. 
And the reverse, you can refashion electricity and magnetism into a scalar wave. And this happens all the time. Scalar will degrade into electricity and magnetism. And many times electricity and magnetism can be reformed mm-hmm. into scalar. Because it's all like moving pieces of the same puzzle, right? Yes. It's like they can like, this is so interesting. It's so interesting to me that I feel like the reason why we're not using the technology that we have today on this level, I feel like this is just makes more sense to go back to a cellular level. And that's why I really appreciate colleges that are now making courses about quantum biology, because this this screams quantum biology. Yeah, good, good for you. You you get it. And, and well, that's what we need. We need the young generation to lead the way. You know, sadly, it's been said that science mer- marches forward with with the death of, of, of one inveterate scientist at a time. In other words, the scientific community is not willing to open their eyes to what's apparent. So we might need, if you will, this transition, the new scientists like you coming on board to introduce this new science. You know, some people they are just, perhaps the old dog doesn't want to learn a new trick. Yeah, it even blows my mind like when we, like. We have Google and even Google will confess how frequency healing works. And it and then if we really look at it, like for example, the love frequency, I think it's like 545. I could be totally wrong. It could be like 448. Like that the the love frequency hurts. The tuning fork literally creates it it, it deplete it, it brings down cortisol levels and it gives you antioxidants, just like hearing the frequency, it tunes everything. About it. We're tuning ourselves to work in the way that they're supposed to function. And like same thing with the light. Um, if we're creating antioxidants within the body, like we're tuning ourselves to be in alignment, essentially, because those are the components that are supposed to be in our bodies. Um, and oh, I lost my train of thought. No, very good. Very good. <laughs> You're right. Academia is slowly changing. You know, let me be blunt with your audience. If all of this is true about scalar energy and it's simple to use and it's free energy, it's an intimidation. Yes. Maybe we don't hear about this free, clean energy because it intimidates some parties. Right. And and I think it's intimidation from the uh, perspective of control, right? Like, I think that's why yes. it's like inventions. Yeah. And I and I got my thought back. Where I, where I was going with that, with this, with the technology, is I have never met anyone that went to chemotherapy that was using that had a doctor using frequency healing when antioxidants actually neutralize his cancer tumors by teaching your DNA how to function the way it was initially mm-hmm. programmed to. Yeah. That's what really smacked me on the forehead with our conversation. Like, why isn't that happening? If we know for a fact. And we do know for a fact that sound frequency can encourage antioxidants in the body and neutralize free radicals. Why aren't we using sound therapy with chemotherapy <laughs> patients? You're right. God bless. Yeah, and, and just keep keep on, keep on. It's we need people like you, Samantha. This this is a if the world would read Nikola Tesla carefully, and and Tesla started to describe this new energy as radiant radiant energy. Well, if it was electricity, why didn't he just use the term electricity? He was the world's foremost electrical engineer. He started using a different term for energy, radiant energy, because it's a different energy than AC electricity. 
So if you really study, people say Tesla was great. He was. But if you really look at his work closely, he had two careers, an electrical career and a scalar career. Mm -hmm. What would you think Tesla would uh, think of Elon Musk and his? He would, I think he'd give him credit for his, uh, for the electrical car. You know, I, I give uh, credit to anybody with innovation like that. I, you know, I, I can't speak for Tesla, but let's just say that we're we're seeing advances. Now, keep in mind, uh, I, I still say that scalar energy is the best way of, of of any type of energy generation, including car car motion, car transportation. Well, it's like Lemurian technology right here. This is. Yeah. I would love to know how does how did your how did you meet the engineers that you work with with secular energy, and what was yeah. their reaction when you started sharing what you learned with them? Yeah, I I was I had the good fortune in the '90s. I met with the Hieronymus family. Never met the inventor. His name is Galen Hieronymus. I met his wife Sarah Hieronymus, and they were inventing scalar energy instruments, and they sold those. And I. I actually purchased a few scalar energy instruments. Now, uh, uh, with all of that in mind, uh, over the years, I've tried to introduce this this technology to many scientists. Some are open, some are not. It's you know, it, it get it, so many circumstances. But <clears throat> at least most people, including the scientific community, is respectful. You know, anytime when somebody will give me a knee jerk comment, says, "Oh, that can't be true." Well. You know, do your homework. You know, I, I want to see an educated <clears throat> thought process. I, I want you to look at this carefully and then make your decision. But most people will at least consider this. So I would say over the past 20, 30 years, I've been blessed. Most people are respectful. They at least think about it. I think it's because we're ready for it now. And yeah. I think I think you're right. You hit the nail on the head. It's out of like intimidation. Like in the beginning of this conversation, I have like two perspectives i have the one that's like yeah i know i can feel in my soul this is it this is like i, I align with this and then i have my ego that's like what what can we question here like yeah. a, a hint hint of resistance and you know it's like natural um with how our culture is like with the our information like it's really up to our homework like you said and i i i agree like i think when we hear new perspectives in this way it's the responsible thing to investigate it especially yeah. at the at the technological rate that we are we shouldn't like laugh at our own intelligence we should definitely be investigating as a unit about how we can solve these problems i really would like to know what are one of the most inspiring testimonials from someone you helped with secular energy well we're working with an hiv aids clinic in Delhi, India. It's called Om Prakash. And we've worked with probably 3,000 people so far who are HIV positive. And uh, invariably, all of those people feel better after scalar energy sessions. So we received photographs from an HIV AIDS clinic in Delhi, India, and we treat their photograph. Uh, many people have gone on to have a follow-up PCR test, and the PCR test is undetectable. There's no viral load. Now, I, I can speak about my work all day long in my laboratory with their photographs. And there is a way for me to judge the presence or absence of HIV on the photograph. But what was really telling is, is the people in India, I've never been to India, by the way, 
by their admission, they feel better. By their admission, they're no longer HIV positive. So that really is the, the beginning body of evidence. Mm. Now, keep, keep in mind, this is a new science. There's no scientific protocol for this. There's no way to test a connection between a photograph and a person. There's no way to even measure scalar energy. So this, we have a lot of work to do in this new science. So what do I rely upon? Testimonies. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I can rely upon because there's no rigorous scientific method for scalar energy. It cannot even, it can't be measured. Well, if you can't measure an energy, how do you know it's effective? How do you know it's being properly targeted? You got a testimony. <laughs> yeah, you have to rely upon testimonies. Uh, <clears throat> When we first started flying planes, some people didn't believe it. Some people had to see a plane fly in order for them to believe it. Some people, they couldn't fathom a car. They have to actually see a car in operation to believe it. And, uh, okay, that's that's the case. I mean, it's probably the trajectory that I have to assume. People have to see results. Yeah. And I like the analogy you made because if I were to like never see a plane in my life and you're telling me that like a metal thousand, 10,000 pound machine is flying in the air, I would never believe it. Aerodyn yeah. The aerodyn aerophysics, aerodynamics makes no sense to my monkey brain like, at all. I'm still yeah. perplexed by it. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm very curious, What what is your next step? Is do you, do you, are you interested in quantifying? this technology scientifically or are you more interested in healing those who need it uh, both i i want um first and foremost i want to treat the world i want everybody in the world to send me a photograph and i'll provide free sessions to people by way of their photograph now keep in mind you don't visit you send your your body double your mind double your soul double you, you by locate through your photograph and then moving forward uh probably energy generation, free energy, anti-gravity. There's so many things we could do. If I have the time and the knowledge, then I'll I'll move forward with that. I would love to follow this. And I feel like there's just so many methods that you can go with quantifying this in a medical way. Um, I've been doing research on how we do medical research in this country. And there's so many, there's so many rules. Um, I feel like an experiment like this, like it would just make sense if you were to get like uh, blood work data on these clients before they get the treatment and then after the treatment, like seeing their stats and then yeah. following them, seeing yeah. we, like. We, we've done that with some people and it's on our website. Yeah. So we, we probably have 4,000 testimonies on our website, but it still takes time for people to digest this and believe it. Mm. So it, it's. It's uh, it's happening. Yeah, slowly it's unfolding. I agree with that because now, like the way people are so interested in the law of attraction, like ten years ago, it was, it was a uh, very pseudoscience. Like now, it's 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 becoming quantifiable. Like we're starting to understand that if we set an intention, yeah. our behavior startly starts to slowly Correct. change. We get Correct. a <clears throat> set the intention. The intelligence dictates the final result. Yeah, you know, people do that. They do that in the gym when they're working out. They have a goal. They do that in business. They do that in marriage. They do that when they're building a home or they're taking a vacation. And that's what scalar energy is. It's the intention. It's the intelligence.
Yes, because that's how we tune the machine, right? That's how yeah. we're psychic beings and we're too caught up on articulating the yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Language is such a double-edged blade in that sense, because if I swear, if we didn't speak, I know we would be telepathic. Like animals, animals, I have a bird, I have a, a chameleon, a cat and two dogs. They all talk. They, they, I know they do. Like they literally stare at each other and react to like, yeah. um, and I believe that we have that as well. And we, ha we have it with mirror neurons. It's in our neurons. Like our ability of empathy is a type of telep telepathy. It's just, we're so caught up on these uh, boxes yes. of how we, how we're attached to how things look like. And in reality, it's our intention is light. Um, we're satellites and mm -hmm. The law of attraction works when you tune your body and your mind to recognize the opportunities around you in your current environment. Because like everything that we ever want is like right in reach. We just have to be creative and strategize to get there. And that's why I feel like that creative energy is that divine intelligence. And if you like, when we look at Tesla and we look at um, uh, Einstein, they all say it. They said all the information is right here and we just have yes. to like recognize it. Yes, they're absolutely right. We we have all that information. So the the future is a, a bright future, and and I see that this technology scale energy will change the world. And it's not just a matter of education, getting the information out there to people. So, mm -hmm. Samantha, I thank you for your your opportunity. You you see the big picture here. This energy will change the course of history. Yes. Yes, and it's interesting because it's like we're going to go back in time and move forward. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it, it, well, this was discovered over 100 years ago. It's been suppressed. Hmm. So what can, what do you think we can do for every listener here, including me, to take a step in this enlightening, this battle for enlightenment? How can we help you? I, I want people first to realize God has given us this gift of scalar energy. And two great examples are thinking, which is scalar thinking, or emotions, which are scalar emotions. The, the mind and the heart are embodied with this scalar presence. How, how do we think? How, how can we create? How, how can we memorize? How can we master a language? It's scalar intelligence. Why do we feel? What's our emotion? It's a scalar wave. So don't think that this is esoteric. No where this is part of our fabric. And so what's the point? Think well, feel well. Mm -hmm. Think good, positive thoughts, be a good good person, good, decent, loving, kind person. That's the point here. Thank you so much. I feel so energized and unlimited right now, and I can't wait to try the 15-day trial. Matrix members, please go into the link of the description and let's try the 15-day healing secular energy technology and i would love for you to capture your experience and find us on social media and please tag us let us know what you think how you feel leave us testimonies let's investigate and bring this knowledge back into our awareness thank you sam thank you so we're at the, my favorite part of the meeting and it's the rapid fire questions uh -huh. before we start the fun questions is there anything 
that you would like to let our audience know about our technology that we're speaking today? Just pray upon this and ask God for God's wisdom and guidance. It's, uh, this is a fantastic gift from God. It's a fantastic technology, but even more importantly, it's God's divine light. So ask God for the gift. What is your biggest failure and what did you learn from this experience? I have many failures. And every time I have a failure, it's a reminder to, to keep things simple and to never to give up, but to always look at, at, at a failure at a different angle. Mm-hmm. Something's not working. Don't force the square peg into the round hole. You need you need to change your approach. So a failure really is, is, a, is a sign that you can advance, but you just have to change your thinking. You have to change your approach. Thank you. That is such a powerful answer. That is what we need to hear. No more resistance. No more resistance. Yeah. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, you just go back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. Like have fun, right? Let's not be yeah. so attached to the outcome. <laughs> I think people are too much on the edge. It's mm-hmm. a shame. Yeah, we have to play somewhere. That's... Yeah. What's your star sign? I am a Aquarius. Yes, I love Aquarius. You guys are the the ETs of the world. I love it. <laughs> I'm Aquarius. <laughs> what is a common myth about your job or field of uh, extra expertise? Uh, a lot of people complicate this. I have the simplest of energy. And I have the simplest job going. It's, it's so simple. It's it's deceptive. You know, the instrumentation is quite complex, but. In application, it's simple, mm. and it's so simple. It just it, people can't understand how energy could do perform a function as it does. It's simple. Right there with the other, use en- energy is we definitely just don't even see it. Like everything, everything is energy. We can't avoid it. We can't even close the blinds. <laughs> no. Well, Tom, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And I, I can't, I really can't wait. I'm gonna, I'm going to do the 15 day program and I would love to connect with you afterwards and give a testimonial. Please do so. Yeah, please. And uh, maybe next year you can bring me back and, and uh, we'll discuss the, our uh, saga, our ongoing saga, to bring this technology to mankind. My, I'm, it's my personal mission to spread the message and I am very open to collaborating and creating more in-depth um, productions. Namaste. Thank you so much. Thank you. Peace and to everyone. Yes, peace.